This is podcast number two recorded live from NCYM in the ballroom here at the Hotel Elegante in Colorado Springs. We still got a live audience. Yes. And it's and it's 30 ideas in 30 minutes. I've got the 30 ideas, guys, at least two of you. Skidmore, thank you for being here. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. And Knox. I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited about this. Todd Lloyd is actually in Orlando preparing to run four races in four days for Best Buddies. Shout out to Best Buddies and, and Two Wolves. You know what that's about, Brewer. Yeah, Two Wolves and live audience. Can I get your help for this? Yeah. Will you help us with the podcast? We're doing something so exciting right now. For the next 30 minutes, we are going to talk to youth ministers uh, about taking care of yourself. This is 30 ideas in 30 minutes self-care. How to stay vibrant and alive and healthy in ministry. That's the question. And the three of us are going to share some ideas. Uh, and then the audience is going to share some ideas. If we don't get 30, guys, it's fine with me. But let's see what happens. I've got somebody in line. Go ahead. Let's start right here. Get ready on the clock. 30 ideas in 30 minutes and go. Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast. Um, family Fridays. Family Fridays. Okay. Yeah, we have uh, two young girls, and so we try to dedicate every Friday. It's my day off, uh, and we're gonna do it. Go on a different. Our two-year-old daughter calls them adventures. Uh, something different every Friday, whether it's just going to a park or we go to the mall and do a Build-A-Bear. Uh, we're gonna spend time together. Um, Give us an example of else, a Family Friday. Nobody else is gonna take that time from us. I d- um, we'll get up and we'll go to Chuck E. Cheese. Just spend some time playing video games with our daughter. Eat some pizza. For breakfast? No, no, not for breakfast. <laughs> if you, get if up you have a you retreat get up. or something you on a Friday night, do you make up for that on, a, on another day? Like, how do you manage that when you... That's a good question. Um, maybe just the next Friday. Awesome. awesome. So a so family Friday, that's very good. Uh, go with our next idea. Um, something my wife and I do, we started a couple years ago, or not a couple years ago, we've only been married for a couple years. We started a year ago. <laughs> we had a really rough stretch of like 12 consecutive weekends where we had something to do. Not just youth group, but we were, we were traveling to see family or we were, it, it was, and we were, we were just wiped out after, it was 12, it was three straight months of being somewhere every weekend. And so then we set out to create sanity weekends where once a month we pick a weekend that is a sanity weekend and we mark it on the calendar. We, we mark some in August, you know, through the end of the year and then in, in December we kind of look at the first part of the year. We don't mess with the summer because it's too hard. But we, we pick one weekend that from the time she gets off work on Friday night until I go into church on Sunday morning, we don't do anything. We don't go visit family. We're, we're, we don't. We turn down invitations to go see friends or yeah. we, we can't I can't go speak at a retreat I can't we don't do anything I, and I you put, set them in advance you set them in advance and, you, and we don't touch them you protect Sanity them okay weekends. three two That's one it. who's next I, I'll share one and I don't mind if this is really you know getting a little spiritual on you guys but uh, mine would be I'm I'm I try to confess I try to be honest um, and maybe that comes a little easier for me than for some others because I, I kind of have a personality that doesn't mind being known. I really desire to be known by others. That's something that I actually want. And so 
I keep myself healthy by having people in my life that I can tell the truth to, even the difficult and ugly truth. Uh, today I ate lunch with someone that I care about very dearly, who I see as a mentor in my life, and, and, and I confess some things that I don't like about myself, that I wanted him to be on the lookout for, to help me with. Um, and I would also say, just this is, this is sort of my motto, um, Everybody doesn't need to know something about you, but someone needs to know everything about you. And that's how I've tried to live my life, and it's certainly one of the things that I think has helped me stay healthy. Yeah. Hey, uh, long-time listener. Yeah, you can tell us your name, by the way. (laughs) Uh, I'm Charlie Sells. So for a a period of time, uh, I usually ask my wife for uh, a couple of months and one night a week uh, just to do something for myself, whether it's a hobby or um, just a night to to get away from family, get away from church, get away from from people who know me in that context. So for me, uh, that's a a city ultimate Frisbee league on uh, on Thursday nights for about two to three hours. Uh, And so I just go and totally disconnect, turn off my phone and, uh, and just sort of get away from myself for a period of time. Now, you, you said turn off my phone, which could be its own thing. You know, you're, you're doing it with this. Um, and are you able to stick to that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're out on the field playing most of the time, so I just I make sure it's in a bag. And, uh, you know, if I need to check it, if something's happening at home, uh, then I have it out. But, but for the most part, it's in a bag, and it's away, and it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. Charlie, do you have a, a, an emergency backup plan if something goes wrong and someone needs you? And by the way, we're out of time, so you can't answer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Do, do you have an emergency plan if something happens? No. Okay. Awesome. That's great. Go. Tell us your name. My name is Justin Hall. Um, I like to do a whole lot like, uh, I forgot your name, but what, what you did, uh, going out to, uh, to spend some time by yourself. I think Jesus went and spent time in solitary places, and, and I find that to be very valuable for me, uh, to where I get away from my office, uh, I get away from my family, even though I love them, uh, I love my family, uh, but to get away from them and uh, my, uh, my method, I guess, of spending time by myself is going fishing. So uh, I'm not with uh, people, but I'm with fish, and and I find them very uh, satisfying. So, uh, so I, I do too. I love <laughs> fishing, seafood. No, I, I'm oh. just satisfying fish. <laughs> fish are satisfying to me. <laughs> I, it's I, Captain I, D's, especially. Um, I love Captain D's. Good. Thank Five you seconds. very much. Uh, yeah. Three seconds to who's next, David? Uh, yeah, I I make one resolution a year. And it's a different resolution, but I make one and try to keep it the entire year. This year, my resolution is I'm I'm not eating any uh, no no sweets, no dessert of any kind unless I have walked or run two miles yeah. that day. And it just so happens that two miles from my house is one of the schools where a lot of our students attend. I, th- I was hoping you were going to say a dairy. Yeah, queen. I know, I know. That was going to make me. But if so I happy. walked a mile to it, I, I, no. If I walked a mile to it, I wouldn't be able to eat it yeah. because I have to walk and then come back. Okay, that's true. Um, but I. I, uh, but these these walks, which started in late December, uh, have been the greatest blessing as I walk. And I will text different people and say, I'm about to go on my walk. Send me something to pray about. I'm going to pray for it right now. I got so tired of myself saying that I'm not going. What does that mean? Well, that's your time. Okay. I'm holding up your I got, time. I got so tired of saying I'm not going to. I'll pray for you. I'll pray about that and not doing it. Yeah. So I love being able to take these walks. And I've got five or six people reply back, pray for these things. I walk, I come back, and then I can eat some cake. Next, tell us your name. My name is Drew Clark, uh, and this is a piece of advice that was actually passed down to me from my dad, who's also in ministry. And this is shout out to your dad. What's his name? Paul Clark. Paul Clark on the uh, digital Clark, side. I'll give Paul it to him. Sure. Paul E. D. Um, wait, wait. Is he a Patriots fan? Yeah, he is. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. All right, all right. I'll allow it. Okay. Cool. Uh, the advice <laughs> that he gave me is uh, never eat lunch at the office. 
um, it was a, and it was a piece of advice that was handed down to him and it's that um, it is possible to spend too much time in the office so if you happen to go in the morning make sure you leave the office at some point to go to lunch and spend some time you know, gaining energy for the day. And I don't think that means you go buy lunch every day, but you right. go sit somewhere and eat lunch. Right. Like go to, to go to a park or go, yeah, mm-hmm. or with someone. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's, That's good. a good one, yeah. I like, I like eating lunch. Was it, to, was it to be alone or connect with others or either? It, either. Yeah. It was either one, yeah. so it could be done together. I'll say that several, it was, it was probably 15 years ago, the National Conference on Youth Ministries in Orlando, when I was convicted sitting in a covenant group meeting of the, of the, the crime that I was committing in ministry by not taking a family day. You know, you called it Family Fridays. I used to refer to my Monday as day off. And there was a, there was a preacher named Bob Chisholm. Uh, if, you, if you remember him from his college ministry days, you know him as Bobby Chisholm from uh, Missouri. And he was the preacher at White Station Church of Christ in the, middle, in the late 90s. And he told me, David, I've heard you refer to your Monday as day off. He said, I, I want to ask you a question about that. Do you... What do you do on that day? Well, I described for him a life that needed to work a lot of times on Mondays. And, and he said, you know, you're, you're young and your wife's working and you don't have kids yet. So, you know, maybe this doesn't seem important, but you need to start protecting that day jealously. He, he said, you should call it family day. And in 2000, at the National Conference on Youth Ministries, I was convicted. So, um, I take a family day as well. Go ahead. Hi, Sammy Young from uh, Fairfax, Virginia. And uh, one of the things that I think is good is uh, I only have one son right now, but uh, what I try to do at least once a quarter is for him and I to do like a dad and son weekend, not even just a day. So we'll take some time and we'll get traveling and uh, we'll go and let mom just have some time on her own. And it's just a nice time for a son and a dad to connect. He's five and a half and he, he loves it. Let him take off his shoes. Let him listen to the radio, whatever he wants to listen to. So it's a, it's a nice time for us, too. That's great. Did you have that with your dad? Not in the same way. Your son is never going to forget it. I had that with my dad, and my dad's my hero and has been for my whole life. You know, you, that you're, you're sowing seeds of ministry in your own family that will never, ever fade. That is beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, how's it going? My name is Justin Peach. Uh, one thing that I did... From, there we go. Uh, from day one when I got to my church um, was that I told the shepherds that um, for Sunday nights, we're going to do every other Sunday night with the team, uh, you know, with the team group. But then the other Sunday, me and my wife will be in our own small group uh, where I'm oh, not in charge good. of it. I don't lead it. We just, you know, make some food maybe. Um, so that's been really good for us, you know, for moving from a new state and being somewhere new and not knowing yeah. anybody. We got to have friends that way. Um, and then with uh, and then with like the young professional retreat and stuff like that, we go on all the retreats, and I'm not in charge of a single thing except for eating food and hanging out. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Raise your hand if you if if because of your ministry you don't go to your own life group. I, I I do not go and never have gone to my for a very short stint. I and I'm challenged by that because that mm-hmm. you know the, the way you talk about the blessing of that makes me jealous. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I got another one. Uh, 
and this, I can't take credit for this because this was put into place before I got to the church that I work at with, with David. But in, in the middle of our summer, we have a dead week. And I encourage you to find a way to make that happen in the middle of your summer. Ours is usually 4th of July week. But, but from that Sunday to the next Sunday, we don't do anything. And we, we you know, explain to our parents, this is dead week. It's marked on the calendar. There's not even class on Wednesday nights. The, our interns are off that week. We... St- step away that week and, and stay at home. I mean, it was, it was not always, you know, on vacation or something, but sometimes we're on vacation. But we take a break, and, and it's a week where we don't plan anything. Um, and it has been a very, very valuable thing for the rhythm of our summer. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add about the value of Dead Week for us, but it, it's a beautiful part of the summer. Well, I would just say our, our parents, the parents in our youth ministry, see us working so hard for, for, the, for the remaining weeks of the summer and, and in the school year that they fight for this for us and it's not even considered vacation time at our church yeah it's just a gift next one hi um i'm emily schuler emily yes yeah um well i'm still a student at lipscomb and this kind of serves as a twofold purpose but as an intern and being so close in proximity to the students ages um i you kind of have to set up boundaries so having like texting hours at which I'm like okay I can't respond after this point especially just like I don't know set up a healthy emotional boundary between me and students but even as trying to do the same trend of like defending my personal time it kind of serves that double purpose. And do you do you mind sharing what the hours are like how many hours it is or when you do it like yeah I basically um depending on gender so for girls it's like I'll do like 10 o'clock, I would still respond to them at night, but at, for boys, it would be like 9. Okay, good. Excellent. Yeah, next one. Hey, I'm Brad Childers. Hey, Brad. Hi. Brad! Are <laughs> <laughs> you waiting for a response? I'm, we're so excited. You know, I think, I think as, uh, as youth ministers or, or just men in general, I think it's really hard to take care of our, our personal bodies. I think a lot of times we get so busy that uh, we spend a lot of time doing things or interacting with people, which involves food. And so um, one of the things that I have found that's been very beneficial for me and uh, I think kind of kills two birds with one stone is uh, to get involved with uh, a a boot camp in the morning time. It's a set time that I get to go. It's with uh, Christian men, and it's called F3. It's spreading across the nation. It's a wonderful thing. It's uh, accountability. There's also prayer. Um, It's kind of like being in college again. There's a lot of needling that goes on, a lot of cutting up, but um, just some great accountability and community. And it also physical. It just it, it improves your body. I mean, it, it takes yeah, care of your body yeah, too, yeah, as well yeah. as the community. Yeah. Who's next, David? You got another one? Yeah, I, I made. Thank a, you, Brad. I made a list of uh, people at our church that I thought were great fathers and great husbands, um, and effective at those roles. And just set up some time where I said on on this day each week, once a week, uh, let me take you to lunch. And I've just got a series of questions. It's about 8 to 20 questions that sometimes we only get through 3 or 4 of them. But I just say, tell me the advice that you would tell somebody. You know, I'm 44, so I'm not young. And I've done this uh, on and off since I started ministry. But even at 44, I'll find men that are in their 50s or 60s and in some cases in their 80s at our church and say, tell me how to get to where you are 
that when I'm 80 years old, my wife and I have been married for 50 years, uh, and I want that. So get a set of questions, find a mentor, and just have these mentor lunches, um, and they'll pour wisdom into you. It's not ministry-related, but marriage and, and parenting-related. Good. Uh, Matt Donaldson. Uh, one thing for me, I moved as a single minister to a new state and a new place about five hours from where I went to school, and I really struggled to protect the family day yeah. concept because as a no single family, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. sure so i found that when i was in lebanon tennessee which is where i live it was hard for me to disconnect at all for the yeah. first six months or a year um, so for me i i think it's maybe helpful for people to um, self-analyze and see how they best unplug for me traveling and day trips were really awesome my church is really flexible about taking a day or two on a monday tuesday or a friday saturday and getting out and exploring whether I was going to Memphis or Chattanooga, new places I hadn't been, or reconnecting with friends in different places. So day trips were a big thing uh, that really helped me because I, I just don't disconnect well being near the office and uh, near those responsibilities. I find myself thinking about this. It's, it's much easier to say, I'm not in town, I'm sorry, exactly. than it is to say, excuse. I'm just sitting at home. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's awesome. I, I love that. Love that idea. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my name is Devin Clark. Um, I'm a college student still. Uh, I'll be graduating soon. But one thing that I uh, just recently have learned to do um, over the last semester is is I play basketball three days a week uh, at the same time. Um, and for one, that's definitely something that I know that I'm going to miss once I'm not in the college setting anymore, um, especially with just the ease of having access to a gym or whatever that looks like. But um, the, the depths of that to me are that I'm creating a community um, with the same people that I play with every other day that is outside of just like my immediate either Bible major community or the, the church community that I've built um, which, which are all great communities, and I'm really grateful for those. But it's really expanded my uh, opportunities of meeting different people and allowing to um, make more connections on campus and um, be able to just enjoy that fellowship that's in a different setting. What, what year are you in school right now? I'm a senior. So, I'm so you're, on, you're, on, you're getting close. That's right. Uh, congrats. Uh, I'll, I'll add one. I'll share one here. I have moved twice. I started my career in Memphis and moved to Birmingham and then moved from Birmingham to Nashville. And both times I moved, I evaluated what I was doing before I left and what was happening where I went to. So in Memphis, I did a ski trip every spring. That was the rhythm we had, but it didn't fit my family. So when I moved to Birmingham, they didn't do a ski trip in the spring and, and I wanted to start one because I love to ski and I love long road trips. I love driving people out west but it wasn't going to be healthy for my family so I didn't start that. When I moved from, when I was in Birmingham we did Youth in Action every year. We took our group to this three day uh, event in between Christmas and New Year's and when I moved to Nashville the church I went to didn't have a rhythm of having a trip in that window so rather than starting that, which would of course make everyone else busy too in addition to myself and taking away from family time, I just decided not to add it. So evaluating what you do versus, I'm out of time. Uh, go ahead. Brad Childers again. I think one of the things that um, I've tried to do now that I have a family and a bunch of kids is I've tried to take some of the wonderful events that we do in youth ministry and try to apply those to some of our families. And what I do is I try to find other families that have a similar makeup as ours 
and we'll do a backpacking trip over the weekend. Uh, we've done, we do two or three of those a year. We'll go to the beach with other families that have kids the same age yeah. as ours. And it's been great for us to build community and relationships outside of youth ministry. And it's really blessed my wife and I and, and, and our kids. So it's been a wonderful thing. Outside of your church as well? Families that don't even some, go to your church? Some have been outside of our church. Some have been at our church, moved away, and come back and go with us. Um, yeah. Others just live in our community. It, it, it's, it's healthy to have those connections, both within and without the church, that, but that aren't youth group related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, I was going to say one of mine was going to be having friends that don't go to your church and having a network of friends that have no connection really to your church. My name's Scott Abishant. I uh, was in Gatesville for about seven years. It's a about 200-member church, and during that time I got to go to some preacher's meetings with our preacher. Yeah. And I've been in Belton for four months, and I'm already realizing that I'm missing that because it's an opportunity to be with, maybe they had been youth ministers, maybe they were just been preachers their whole lives, but uh, it was an opportunity to go. And the one that I went to, we went to once a month, um, it was just a bunch of men singing for 45 minutes to an hour, and then we went around and shared our, our lives and our ministries and kind of got to learn some from mistakes and see what other people are dealing with. So that was a good opportunity for me to to be around other people. And now in Belton, I, what I have now is with other youth ministers. Yeah. So I think it's good to have, we talked about this week, about having leaders, people who are older than us, and that was a good opportunity. I was going to ask you if you have that now. So you have found I, something like it. I have a youth minister group now. I haven't done anything really with the preachers. Good. So. Um, who's next? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, tell us your name. Who are you? Buster Clemens. <laughs> My hero! You may have heard of me. I'm your hero. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> something that, uh, that we did that really helped our family and probably me personally uh, was involving our kids in ministry once we had kids. And so we would let them go on the service projects, you know, when they were old enough to be a part of it, just so they could see us serving other people. And if we were collecting blankets and del- delivering blankets, well, they could be in preschool and help us hand out blankets or help us hand right. out clothing or food or whatever. And then they could go on the mission trips and they could, you know, well, if we were teaching a VBS at a church, well, they would just go to the VBS with the other kids. So they met kids. But they also got to see us and our students got to see us interact as husband and wife. Right. And they got to see me be a dad. And so, you know, whether it was something serious like that or just even fun games like uh, local things like bowling or skating or something, we take them to do that just to have fun. Taking your family. That's awesome. Thank you, Buster. Yeah, um, I guess the... Oh, yeah, who I, uh, Matt Chancy, I work for my dad. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I, I've got, I've, my, my wife works and my two kids are, are in grade school. And so uh, because of that, my, my off days is just kind of me flying solo. And I, I happen to live on a golf course. And so uh, I'm aggressively mediocre at golf. But there are several, <laughs> there are several other people uh, who go to our church who are on, who also live there. And so uh, I started out just playing by myself and then it turns out a lot of the older people at my church like to play and so uh, one of my favorite little decompressors on my days off is just to go out and play nine or 18 holes with some of the older people at my church and some of my favorite memories are with guys who we just went out and played and just talked about whatever not even youth ministry just kind of anything at that time awesome 
I spend one hour a week with the with a minister on staff. Uh, in Memphis, it was Bob Chisholm. I mentioned him earlier. In Birmingham, uh, I spent that time with um, my preacher there, Gary Brantley. In Nashville, I've had two with Tim Woodruff before he resigned, and now Mike Runcy. And and I have ever since Memphis when I got it from Bob Chisholm, who by the way got it from his mentor and preacher Prentice Metter when he was a college minister. He spent one hour with Prentice, and Prentice just listened and and let him unload and let him cry if he needed to, let him share. And that's and so Bob invited me to do that, gave me one hour, which is a big deal for a preacher in a in a big church with a lot of pressure on him. And so I've gone to subsequent preachers and said, Can I please have this? And it's an hour a week. Every preacher has been willing to let me have it. And and it it has proven invaluable on a lot of different levels, but especially just giving me an opportunity to share my heart with someone that's older and wiser than me. Shelby Coring again. Uh, earlier I said Family Fridays. And another way that I try to protect uh, my family on a little bit of a different level is uh, we all know the dangers of the things that we hold in our hands, our cell phones, um, and a huge danger for me. And so uh, my wife actually has a password on my phone that only she knows, uh, sets restrictions on it. So if I want to download an app, got to have her permission. If I want to delete an app, got to have her permission. Can't delete any history on my phone. Uh, she has full reign of it. Look at it anytime she wants. So. It's just another way that I try to protect and fight for my family. And, and underneath that is this notion that she, she needs to be that one who knows everything. That, yeah. she, that she's in it with you, knows the real you, and loves you, and supports you, and is willing to be in that fight with you. And offers so much grace. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Kudos awesome. To, to your, your wife. Um, Jesse, I, I know who she is. Not everybody is going to be able to do this, possibly. Um, I don't know what your church has set up or allows you to do vacation-wise. But if there's ever a chance to take a two-week vacation or a 10-day vacation... I think that is a very, very valuable thing. Because um, most vacations, by the time you get, by the time you realize you're on vacation, it's time to start thinking about going home from vacation. And there's something about an extended vacation that allows you to really, really unplug. And for me, I'm very much a control freak, and it allows me to, to recognize that, that ministry will go on even if I'm away for 10 days or 14 days. Yep. Um, and, and that's a valuable lesson I need to learn, to trust others, to to, to take over when I'm gone. And, and so if there's ever a way you can make that up, that may not happen every year, but but find a way to make that happen as, as, as often, you know, as you're able to, to do that. Have you ever, valuable. Skid, have you ever gone two weeks away? Have you been away oh, yeah. two weeks? All of our family vacations are 10 to 12 days. I, I've done it once. It was I, incredible. I did it once. I did it this year. It, it was, was incredible. Great. Best year ever. Next. Chase Whiting, uh, second time caller into the podcast. <laughs> um, the most helpful thing that I've done since going to college that has grown me uh, more spiritually than anything else is seeking out three or four guys that I view as um, a step or two ahead of me in my Christian life um, and just saying, hey, I want to spend more time with you guys. Would you guys like to go get dinner um, just once a week and see what happens from there? And, and starting with just, hey, let's go get dinner once a week, that's since turned into guys that have become my accountability group and also guys that have pointed me to, to where I should look for internships and guys that have said, hey, here's mentors that you should look at. And it's far and away grown me more than any, anything else I've done. One of the sentences that I remember from this conference years ago, Chris Seidman said, for a season, you should run with somebody who is faster than you uh, spiritually. And, um, and that's, that's, uh, I've never forgotten that. that that's great. Yeah, I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was. 
Paul, I was going to ask if you've ever regretted doing that. I'm guessing the answer is no. no. Ever, you never regret that kind of thing, reaching out. Yeah, next. Hi, um, this is Emily Schuler again. Um, and I think something that Skidmore hit on earlier is just a healthier diet kind of thing. And when I think developing a more healthy theology of food and what we put in our bodies, yes. it deserves more than a minute. But if we're trying to regulate for ourselves and for students, like what they're putting in front of them, like through media and everything, I feel like mm -hmm. we often forget about the food part of it. And then right. at events, we just shove pizza and potato chips and soda at them. And that kind of starts with us in our personal life. Yeah, if you're caring about what you put in your body as a minister, you're going to immediately and, and by extension or necessity start caring about what you're feeding at youth rallies and, and retreats and events like that. And I think that's a great point. If you don't do it, you, you, you may not. So who, who was going to go next? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when I go and travel alone uh, to teach at, at places... I make it a point when I go into the hotel room that I'm staying at, I get the list of channels and I write down the three channels that I know I'm going to watch, which are uh, probably going to be uh, maybe a news station, ESPN, um, and possibly whatever station has Andy Griffith as long as they're the black and white episodes and not the color episodes because nobody Amen. needs to watch those. But I will write those down because if I'm flipping channels, it's way too easy to stop on a channel that I don't need to be on, especially in a hotel, which will have stations that I don't have at home. And so I write those channels down and I just I'm going to go from that channel to that channel to that channel and I call a friend of mine a guy who does not go to my church um, but a friend of mine and I ask him to call me when I get home and ask if there's anything yeah. that you've watched that did not to glorify God you have 10 seconds left or that's, you oh, have six more seconds keep going no so I'm saying anybody that travels alone I, that's a great no. practice feel free to stop it. okay next <laughs> David Black. I'm a student at York College. David Black? Yes. Oh, we get to extend your time. I, I played volleyball. I was, a I was a volleyball player with a guy named Dave Black at Harding. I'm Good buddy, my different David. But your minute begins now. Okay. Um, well, before I was a student, I used to work in a prison. An extremely stressful job. Yeah. One thing they told us to be able to keep our sanity about us is just keep your sense of humor. It, it's very simple. Just make yourself laugh if you have to. But if you lose your sense of humor, you're going to lose your mind. Hmm. That's good. So how, how, what's, what's one thing that makes you laugh? You said Andy Griffith. What about you? Um, I don't know, just hanging out with my friends, yeah. being able to you know, forget about life. Marx Brothers, A Night at the Opera. Makes me laugh. What about you? Uh, people falling down. Hot Rod. <laughs> yes, Hot Rod. That's a great one. Thank you, David. And, and I'm, I'm going to say one, and I think we've got time for one more if there's someone in the audience. If not, I've, I've probably got two. Um, but we did a podcast a year and a half ago from the Renewal. Uh, Lipscomb University, which is located in the town where I live and work, um, does, does a renewal for youth ministers really anywhere. And the youth ministers, they do it, female youth ministers, male youth ministers, anybody at all, and, and they send us away to cabins at Cedars of Lebanon State Park near Lebanon, Tennessee, and we eat together, we play together a lot, we laugh together, to David's point, I don't know where you are now, David, but we, we do a lot of laughing together, we do some arguing, we, we do some, you know, uh, debating about best movies or, or sports teams, 
and we share life. It, no one, you know, it's not any connection to your own church. There's nothing official that happens. You just share life together. And the coolest thing is sharing burdens from the previous year or victories and births, things like that. Yeah, last one. Here we go. I think one of the most important things you can do for yourself as a minister is go to NCYM. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the greatest opportunities I've ever had, and, and uh, I think everyone should go every year. Even if you uh, skip some good classes to do like a podcast or something, <laughs> it's a it's a great event to come to. That's good. It, it, and, it, and when does it happen? I mean, when does it happen and where? Well, it happens uh, in January of every it's, year. It, it, what's been the highlight of the conference for you so far? Probably this podcast. This has oh, been a lot of fun. Justin, thank yes. you. Was your name actually Justin? It, yeah, it is. Justin, yes, I remember. Justin uh, contributed earlier. 20 more seconds. Favorite thing about NCYM? Who, who's got it? For me, it's the covenant groups. Yeah, just seeing people. Yeah, being with friends. Dinner, lunches. Our with conversation friends. at IHOP the first night we were here was the highlight for me. It's really good. Awesome. Uh, that's 30 ideas in 30 minutes. Self care. Audience, thank you for helping. It's the Digital Side Hug Live. Start hugging right now. It's time to hug each other. This was so fun. Also, can y'all, hey, if you contributed, come forward. I want a, I want a picture. Come here, David. I love you, Skidmore. Oh, thank you for helping out. Todd Lloyd, we missed you. Everybody presented right down here. I want to take a photo. Uh, everybody gather around. My hero, Buster Clemens, right there at the microphone. We'll do a photograph. Matt are we still recording? We're still recording. Okay, feel free to stop the recording in 15 seconds, Matt. Uh, everybody, thank you. And Lord, thank you for our, our opportunity to be here this week and to grow and love each other in Jesus' name. Amen.